Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon. As you know, I'm your host and your guide. And my job is to help you see, feel, and think in new ways about where you are, where you're going, and how to get there better. It's all about change, and you know your brain hates to change. So even when I'm bringing you great people to listen to, it's real important to listen to their stories and think about how their story could be something that would be important for you and the kinds of work that we're doing to help women become the best they can be. So today I have Carrie Peel with me. And Carrie has come to me through the Women's Business, the Women Business Collaborative, which is a marvelous organization helping women to become the best they can be. And while we've met and we've talked a little bit, I think her story and what we're all focused on is extremely valuable and important for today to help women break out of being necessity businesses or just small businesses and really grow because it's time for us to move capital from the guys to the gals a little bit more equitably so that we can have what's needed to scale our business and to grow it. So with that in mind, Carrie, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you, Andy, for having me. Tell the listener, as I often ask our interviewees to do, who's Carrie and how we got there. Um, And it's important because um, I haven't read your bio, but I could, but I think your story is richer than the bio. So tell us about who's Carrie Peel and all the things that matter to you, and then I'll fill in some of the blanks. Well, thank you, Andy. Well, um, I was born in a little town uh, called Saxonburg, Pennsylvania, which still to this day only has one stop sign. <laughs> uh, very small little town. It's a it's a German town, and uh, if anybody knows anything about Western Pennsylvania, it's a very gray city. It's a lot of snow, a lot of cold, and I just felt. Uh, I wasn't supposed to be there uh, during all these winters and these gray days. And so when I was uh, finished high school, I took the first job that headed south and I landed in North Carolina in which I met my first husband, the father of my children. And in my early 20s, I uh, found myself divorcing with two little small babies, two what I call little princesses. And um, I realized that my destiny was going to be determined by me and not someone else. And the only way for me to determine my destiny, Andy, was to start my own company. So this is very important back in the early 80s and resonates in my mind every day. And that I started my first company when on the day of my divorce on three credit cards. And you say, Andy, why three credit cards? Because no bank would give me any money. I was there too. I remember it. They wouldn't even give you credit cards. I I think I got three credit cards, Andy, by mistake. In today's <laughs> world, with talking to each other, they would never have given me three credit cards. But at the time, back in the 80s, you remember, Andy, is that we were viewed as a pair. And so even though I paid all the bills, I was the breadwinner in the family. It's They still looked at my husband's credit. And now that he was my ex-husband, I had no credit. So that's why we started 
uh, with the credit cards. And Andy, it's a funny story on the credit cards. I bought my first luxury vehicle by going into BB&T Bank and taking these three credit cards and taking $5,000 on each of them. So I had $15,000. I told the teller at BB&T, put the money in a brown paper bag and I'm going to give it to that guy out there in the front with the limousine. And I remember the bank teller said, Miss Peel, you want me to put $15,000 cash in a brown paper bag and then you're going to give it to a guy? that you don't even know that has a correct title on this car. You've never checked them out. No, no, I'm, I'm believing, I'm believing. And um, so that's what I did, Andy. And I bought my first luxury transportation vehicle that particular day. Again, the dear Lord looks out for fools like me every day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a, it was a good title. It was a, it was a good investment. And fast forward 25 years later, we built the largest luxury transportation company in the South. Wow. I know. You know, if I had read your bio, I'm not sure that would ever come through. It's not in the factoids. It's in the experience, isn't it? Wow. It is. And I, and I share with women that I mentor every day, Andy, that I'm seasoned and I have made every mistake in business that could ever have been made, but I learned from it. And I always used to share with my team, I'm not afraid of you making a mistake. What I'm asking you is not to do it again. So learn from it and then, um, you know, just don't do it again. And that's been very successful for us. Very, very successful. And from that transportation company, went where? So in 2014, we went after the largest single event in the state, which was the U.S. Open in June of 2014. And we got that contract. We did seven figures in three days. And on the third day, I sold the company. <laughs> Smart lady. That was not a mistake. It was not a mistake. We had, as soon as we got that contract, we knew that our industry, Andy, was changing. I was um, special enough to get elected to our national board. And I realized that Uber and Lyft and technology was going to take over our industry. And I didn't believe that our industry was ready to adapt. Yes. And so that's when I knew I needed to find the biggest contract I could find in 2014. I also needed to exit this industry on a high note. And that's what we did. So um, in 2014, our numbers were fantastic. We had three cash offers on the third day. I put it out there to the team. Who do they want to work for? And we closed very quickly. And my assistant and I walked out the same day and a brown paper bag (laughs) and and started a new adventure. And um, I learned, Andy, that it's not so much the widgets that you're selling to make you successful. It's the process in which you and your team work. So we could sell anything, service industry, whatever. 
And so the next adventure that we decided to um, take on was in the medical world. So I own a vertical within a medical group that does medical documents. So we are in a group of an, uh, just enormously successful thinkers and um, um, a group, a, a team that has medical labs, medical logistics, medical pharmacy, um, uh, medical nutrition, medical waste, and medical documents. And so we each run our own vertical <laughs> and we come together collectively to collaborate um, on accounts and sales. It just works out perfectly. So, so we have had incredible success, incredible success, where uh, pre-COVID, we were um, somewhere around $50 million. And with all of us together, we're at half a billion 15 months later. Wow. So we have had um, just incredible blessings where we've onboarded collectively almost 1,800 new employees. We've logged over half a um, um, billion COVID tests. We've logged uh, over 4 million miles with logistics in 43 states. So yes, it's been an incredible, incredible journey. And we are truly blessed that we've been able to give back. We support 81 missionaries around the world. We, we give back to thousands of nonprofits. I always say we make money to be able to give it back. And that's kind of where we are right now in our giving and our purpose driven is um, mine has been women mentoring Andy and women um, capital. Remember, I started because nobody would give me any money whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Carrie, as I'm listening to you, uh, first of all, I'm so glad I do podcasts. Sometimes I wonder why am I doing podcasts? Because uh, there's no way I would ever get to know your life's journey the way you've just described it. There's no piece of paper that can capture that, much less all the nuances and the feelings about it. And that celebration the day after the U.S. Open, as you said, I'm out of here. But the ability to, you know, people say I'm a futurist. The podcast was called in the top 10 or 20 podcasts that are futurist podcasts. Well, actually, you were a futurist. You could feel the signals. Um, we didn't expect a pandemic, but in some ways your processes were ready for a dramatic change. And that allowed you to onboard all these people, but also to understand what had to be done to help society, as well as the individuals who had to get the COVID tests and the COVID vaccines and all of the stuff that's going with it. But as our listeners are listening, whether they're in healthcare or otherwise, and about a third of our clients have always been in healthcare. I, I worked in healthcare for a bunch of years, and um, it's a different world. But but there's a message here about uh, signals, listening, understanding, and knowing about what matters, what risks to take, and what to learn from them. Um, but how to begin to see uh, something bigger? 
I heard one of the women in my book, Stephanie Briloff, a successful entrepreneur, said, think big. You know, really think big, not a little big, big. And, and it becomes a way of visualizing what you can do. And then all you need is a lot of uh, luck and a little stuff to help you get there. You were particularly interested in sharing with people about capitalizing your business and funding it. Let's talk about what your thoughts are there, what you might be helping them do in some fashion. And, and then you also mentioned an important word called a mentoring. And in some ways, this is a my mentoring. You know, if we can help someone else see something in a fresh way, pick up a client, see it differently, it's a gift. And so your gift to them, let's talk about capital and what do you see and how we can help them. Sure. Well, um, as I shared with you, Andy, the two passions that I have are mentoring women to start companies and growing those companies. Yep. Only 2% of all women-owned companies are at a million dollars or more. So that means 98% are not. <laughs> well, have a hold a second. For the listener, there are 12 million women-owned companies. Uh-huh. And 10 million of those are solopreneurs, and half of those don't make more than $10,000 a year. So on the one hand, we can celebrate how many women from companies there are, but if only 2% have reached a benchmark where SBA will even pay attention to you, what's going on? I mean, these are necessity businesses, dog walking businesses, or really businesses. Please continue. They could, they could be, you could have a dog walking business that's doing over a million dollars. But since 2014, I have set aside one day a week, and I do that on Fridays. Every Friday, I mentor women startups. That was my give back. That was my blessing back to saying to the dear Lord, thank you for looking out for me back, way, 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 way back. And um, and what I think this world needs is more women mentoring other women to think big. You know, I have this song, Go Big or Go Home. I play <laughs> it quite often, you know. Um, think of that huge, just great ambition that you have and how are you going to achieve it? And then we just work backwards. And so I mentor women, everything from coming out of college for the first year attorneys to where they're not even thinking about getting their name on the door, you know, the partner's door. They're just, they're just trying to get out there. No, no, we think big, we think big. Um, the other is um, in 2014, um, we got together with several of my uh, closest friends and we brought Athena of the Triangle. Now, it's a part of Athena International. We are kind of the flagship of Athena International that we've got Athena PowerLink in which we mentor women business startups. They get a mentoring team for an entire year, no cost to them whatsoever. How would you feel, Andy, if, if you were in a startup and you got some of the best financial people every month in your corner supporting you? Leadership um, in the community, leaders that just will say, Andy, I'm, I'm right by you for an entire year. We're going to work this together. And then financial. I mean, the best bankers and financial folks in our community say, Andy, I'm right here. I'm going to look at your financials 
every month and share with you how we can work that to your better to your best advantage. That's one of the things that we do. The other is emerging leaders is we teach uh, leadership skills to women in the corporate world. One of the things that I share with women every day, every day, is that women leave a million dollars on the table over their lifetime because they don't ask for it. I'm not that woman. (laughs) I am going to teach you, Andy, how to ask for that raise, ask for those contracts, tracks, ask for everything that you need to grow your company. And then we've got some other tools in the tool shed of of teaching and and working with um, um, women and diversity startups to provide the resources and provide uh, what you need. I, I, I spend every Friday figuring out what Andy needs, what Mary Jane needs, what Susie Q needs, and if I can't provide it, I probably know somebody that can. Mm-hmm. So um, that is just a passion of mine, Andy, is to helping as many women to where we, where I was at back with two little babies, two little babies, and um, and making sure that we had food on the table. That that was that was something. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth and soar again. My new book that came out in January, 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now, Back to our podcast. And now, if the listener is a guy or a gal, um, the issues aren't that different if you're an early stage company. And I often want to say that to women. It's not that different. My husband's a serial entrepreneur. I've lived for 52 years with a serial entrepreneur. Um, some work, some don't. And, and he had private equity with him for 18 years. So somehow it sticks. But the pain of growth is it's just difficult. And part of it requires some luck and some smarts and some help. Um, but on the other hand, it requires a leader 
whatever you want to call them, to know how to see themselves at the moment and what it is that that they're what the gaps are that they need a hand. And I often find I do mentoring, and I do mentoring for men and women business. And all too often, um, they have an idea, but they don't know how to take it to the next stage. Um, I work with a ten million dollar company, want to go to a hundred million guy. And he had no idea how to scale. Um, it just wasn't going to take more moms and dads and kids and others to help him get to the next level. I, I've worked with folks who are at a million dollar level and, and can't quite figure out what am I missing? Can I, there aren't any more hours in the day. And, and so I'm, I'm particularly concerned about educating them on how do you actually see things differently and change and know when to bring in professional managers, others who may have expertise. You know, my husband often laughs about being in the basement packing boxes. He was in the educational testing business and he had to get those tests out on time. And so all hands on deck. He didn't do that when it turned to $100 million. I mean, you, you knew when you had a change. I have as well. But the thing for our listeners is, you know, Carrie, as you were seeing things grow and they're thinking about it, you know, two or three important things that you want them to remember and focus on. You said the word process before, which I thought was so important. So I preach it. And they often don't know what it is. And um, they, they're doers, not builders. Um, and I said, you're more than a carpenter now. You're, you've already got the architecture and you got to build the building. Your <laughs> thoughts? Well, um, if I can just, before we talk about process, go back to um, the new adventure uh, that we're working on now is a company called Jade Blending. And so we've got some... Um, wonderful women friends of mine that we are raising capital and we're raising $3 million chunks, Andy. So we've got five funds that are going to be going and each have 3 million. Now let's just say that Andy comes to me and says, Kiri, I need to borrow $50,000. I've got this PO that I've got to have $50,000 worth of raw material to make this PO work. Now, Kiri, the bank won't give me any money. My friends and family are tapped out. I really need um, um, flexible terms. I really can't pay you for six months. But and, and, and by the way, Carrie, you can't take any equity in my company. <laughs> and you can't take my house anymore. It's already got you can't take anything. <laughs> well, our fund, Jade Lending, will lend to Andy because we're betting on you. 97% of all women pay back. Yes. Pay back their loans and not saying anything other than just that. So I I am going to invest in Andy's company. I'm not going to take any uh, equity share in her. I'm going to give her <coughs> terms. I am going to provide her referrals. I'm going to mentorship and anything else that Andy needs. That's that's another mission of ours. It's not a money maker. Oh, by no, no means. But we are setting aside these funds of $3 million and able to give to women startup and minority startups. And um, because growth takes money. And just like you said, Andy, for you to be able to hire folks, you've got to be able to pay them. And so you have to have money for growth. And that's where Jade Lending comes in. Um, but getting back to your, your question of the process, 
Um, a lot of folks understand EOS, the traction methods, level 10 meetings, you know, um, holding people accountable for what you ask them to do and that sort of thing. And, and I'll just share one, one little story with you, Andy, a short story. So my youngest daughter and her entire family moved back in with us during COVID. They bought a large piece of property. I'm going to build their house. And so I said, just come on back in the in the family. This is this is going to be great fun. And so my seven-year-old, I said to her the very first weekend, I said, Lily, what's your job? And she said, Mama, I, I'm only seven years old. I don't know. I, I don't have a job. I said, you think about it. You think about it. And and Sunday at dinner time, you tell me what you want to be. Well, Sunday rolled around and she said, Mama, I want to be a chicken farmer. <laughs> so we ordered 75 two-day-old peeps. They came to the to the farm store. We picked them up. She hand-raised them uh, until they were six months old and they started laying eggs. And of course, it was a family, just a family love thing. Her daddy built her chicken hutches. We have electronic netting. Um, I love fast, it. Fast forward, Andy. The child has sold over 5,000 eggs, has her own branding, makes all her decisions, <laughs> tough decisions too. She <laughs> delivers eggs every Saturday. Um, she has, uh, again, her own branding bags that we deliver them in. <laughs> and, and what this has taught her, Andy, is that you can be seven, year old, seven years old and have your own company. Yes, you can. you can be seven years old and look someone in the eye and say, thank you for your business. I appreciate this. Every Sunday morning, we have an EOS meeting that she knows exactly what she needs to do this week, next week, next month, next year to grow this business. Yeah. So it doesn't make any difference whether you're in the medical lab space, in the chicken business, in the limo business. It doesn't matter. It's it just the process, and it doesn't make any difference how old you are either. Yeah. You know, in my new book, Rethink Smashing the Myths of Women in Business, I almost called what I learned at my grandmother's knee. And I laughed because my grandmother was the matriarch of a family firm. And as a five-year-old, I remember standing by her knee while she, ca she counted the cash. And then I was down in the basement putting clothes on hangers, to, and I learned from her um, what it was like to run a business. Did I know I was learning? It was just so much fun. So every Saturday I would go down to the, to the business with my mother and, and hang out with my grandma. And uh, little did I know that's where you learn perspective, life, all kinds of things. That's also where I learned I didn't want to run the business. <laughs> and so, um, but it, it is interesting. Um, your granddaughter's story is a story. I hope you're writing her book already because that is a book, isn't it? Um, and I, I, she just had a great grandma to help her make that happen. Uh, but everybody can have a great grandma just like you. It's very cool. Are you looking, it, it's, it's interesting, are you looking for particular kinds of businesses to come in or no. doesn't much matter? It doesn't matter. I, Jade Lending will help anyone, again, that's in a food truck industry, in a dog walking industry, in, uh, in anything, anything. Um, we, the group of accredited investors that have put this money in, some of them said, I want to be there to determine who gets this money, or we have an entire committee of seasoned 
um, entrepreneurs that that kind of figure it all out. We have statisticians and strategists and, and, and that sort of thing. So the, the piece that I think is equally important for our listeners or our viewers is that you also need to know what you're going to do with that money and how to ensure that it gets you where you want to go with it. I don't care whether it's $50,000 or 100000 It's not a lot of money. It's a little money. But you can easily waste it and be no further along when you're done spending it um, than if you never had it. And so the story and the capacity to understand the stage you're in for your business growth and what's really needed, is that a lot or a little? Is that enough for or not? What are the multipliers? It changes you from... Uh, running the day-to-day to to being your granddaughter who can see what she has to do in the next four weeks to get someplace. And do you know where you're going? So there's there's stuff to think about, listeners, about, hmm, shall I go down and talk to Carrie about what's possible for me? Because I want to grow from a million to 10 million, or I want to grow from 100,000 to a million. Um, But I'm not quite sure the things I need and when I need them. And, uh, And often, um, people give up equity in a business um, well before they have to because they have no idea what they're buying or selling. I mean, it is it is much more important to get the whole picture, not just the money. I mean, I'm glad you had your three credit cards, but I have a hunch you had a bigger picture of what you were going to do with that car. <laughs> and, and it was an aha moment. Um, the other thing is, don't forget that we decide with the heart. The gut and the heart are connected to the brain. And so you can do all the analytics, but how does it feel? You know, where's the passion and purpose? I do think that we make decisions based on feelings. And so as you're listening, um, Carrie's built her business feeling, sensing the signs are coming. Uh, Uber's coming. What's that going to mean for our business? What's coming at your business? So as you're crafting that story, looking for funding, it's a good time to think through what are you seeing? You know, where is the optimism and where's the hope? And um, uh, and, and it is, it's just an interesting time. Uh, Carrie, I'm, I'm looking at our time and it's almost about time to wrap us up. Um, some final thoughts you'd like to share uh, to help listeners see, feel, and think in new ways because that's just what my, my job is, to help them see it all differently. So one of the, the, the nuggets that I give to women who start their own companies is of course, um, the day you started is also the day you think about selling it. Oh, I love it. You have to have an exit. You have no idea, Andy, how many women and men that I've met mentored that said, but this is my legacy, but it's not making you any money. In fact, you're going the opposite way. (laughs) Change your legacy. The day you start is the day you think, when will I sell it? Because it's just a tool to get you to here. And then you're off on a new adventure. So you can write your legacy story as many legacies, not just one. But the other part is don't let your business become your identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the connection to your this legacy. What is this legacy stuff? Anyhow, I've been hearing that so often these days. And um, really, um, I think my legacy is helping other people become the best they can be. And it has nothing to do with me. It's how can I help you? And, and that's a multiplier well beyond business. 
Um, carefully, you don't create the illusion that you are what you do, um, because then it's very hard to be reflective on it. And you can't ever do, you can't do ever that what's going to make you really happy. Um, so the question is, how do you create something that's a good business? And then how do you begin to see your exit to something else that'll take your success? And I'm a collaborative share and you can share it. And that's really what matters at this point. So if they want to reach you, Mary Peel, how can they do that? Oh, that's easy. Um, so it's it's Carrie Peel. You could call my cell phone, 919-606-2100. I answer it all the time. Um, uh, my email is Carrie at cpeelgroup.com. I'm I work seven days a week, so don't hesitate. I, it's what I do, Andy, is not work. I just love doing what I do. So it doesn't make any difference what day of the week it is. So. <laughs> you and I have so much in common, and we met through serendipity. I do, I do believe that serendipity is a gift. It matters to us. It's very cool. So I can't tell you what a gift this has been. I can't thank you enough. Let me say goodbye to our listeners. It's been such a pleasure having Carrie Peel here. And I'll have all of her information on our blog post. I do want to remind you that my new book is out, Rethink. As you can see, my Rethink is here. Smashing the Myths of Women in Business is all about women who basically said, of course we can. They said, oh, you can't be a lady lawyer. Of course we can. You can't be an entrepreneur. Of course we can. And we just simply hmm, put through. But the book has turned into a program that we've launched online called Rethink Your Journey with Andy Simon. Uh, and it is all about an online course to help you rethink who you are, where you're going. And it's done with processes grounded in the social sciences and the psychological sciences, the neurosciences. I'm a corporate anthropologist, and I like to make sure there's enough science there so that it's not just hope. It's not a good strategy. But women today are reaching a point where um, they aren't happy where they are, but not quite sure where they're going to go to be happy. And so my job is to give them a process to help them see, feel, and think in new ways about themselves, where they are now, and where they can see themselves in the future, and then get there, which is exactly what Rethink with Andy Simon is all about. And of course, we have a Facebook group called Rethink with Andy Simon, so come and visit, because we bring on now great women to talk to you about all kinds of cool things, and sometimes it's just a roundtable of women helping women. I do think we're at a point where women can help women in ways that are extremely important and powerful, because... Who knows us better than each other? It's sort of like, really? Um, and so, and I have lots of men who are joining us as well, which are he's or she's, which is great. Carrie Peel has been a pleasure. Thank you again. I'll say that, bye to everybody. Thank you again for coming. It's been such fun. And uh, share away. Enjoy the day. Stay healthy. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>